Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Second Take Podcast Review of Watchmen, starring Malin Ackerman, Billy Crudup, Matthew Good, Jackie Earl Haley, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Patrick Wilson, Carla Gugino, Matt Brewer, written by David Hayter, Alex C., Dave Gibbons, and Alan Moore, and directed by Zack Snyder. Yep, I forgot my quote, um, but I didn't give everyone cancer, so you're welcome. Sebastian. The city screams like an abattoir of retarded children. I'm Andy Shostley. <laughs> Forget that one. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. I'm Jordan Olive. <laughs> so we could all agree that Rorschach has all the best quotes, apart from the I didn't give you cancer one. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Nailed it, as yep, they say. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's almost as good as my New York accent last week. <laughs> um, welcome to our review of Watchmen, and welcome once again, Jordan Ola. Thank you for joining us. No worries. Anytime, fellas. Apparently, Alex is still at university, and you go, you go for at least four years, right? Yeah. Higher educations and whatnot. <laughs> What's he studying again? I feel like I, sh- I want to say, I want to say it's actually education. Is it time management? It's not time management, but he should definitely take a TAFE course in time management. He's so bad with that. All right. So this is a bit of a funny one because 
I've been pushing to do this on the show for about three odd years now since we started mm. and could never um, convince Zane at the time that it was a good idea to do. Because yeah, I see why. And <laughs> then, um, well, I just decided I'll do a written review on this one, which is on the website, thinking we'd never get to actually review it. Like, Oh, I wish I was in that alternate timeline. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Well, here we are in this timeline, though. <laughs> and we've finally thrown it together. And it's actually probably a bit of a blessing that Alex isn't here because his only comment to me about this film, because I made him watch it with me years and years and years ago, was, why is there so many blue penises? <laughs> and if that's all you're bringing to the table, it's probably for the best that he's at uni right now. I mean, there is very liberal use of, of blue dong in this movie. There is. He gets dressed up for the funeral. Why doesn't he put on a robe or something for the rest of the time? Why is he walking around naked? I have a lot is of questions. Better I mean, than us if, all? Like, if nothing else, this movie did have the first like inter-radioactive particle <laughs> sex scene committed to film. So yeah. Trailblazing. <laughs> Okay, this film is a bit of a, a bit of a funky one. I've got a lot of stuff to say on it, which might fall more into the trivia area. Mm. But Andrew, do you have anything prepped before that? Well, actually, also before we get there, has anyone else seen this prior? Yeah, I did when it originally came out. I've seen it a few times since, but not for for several years. Yeah, until I found out we were doing this, and you're like, "Oh, good." <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, again. I did want an excuse to watch it again because I I don't hate it. Yeah, I think it does have its good points, and I did love like the book. As a, well, as a teenager, I guess. Mm. When I, I was first just going to say, it. are either of you familiar with the, with with the comic book? Or yeah, not the comic, the graphic novel. I've yeah. read it a few times, okay. and I actually own. If if you're interested, ever you can borrow it from me. Um, I have a DVD audiobook version of the actual comic book that goes panel to panel with voice acting. Seb, if it's anything like the movie, it's exactly like the movie. <laughs> I have no interest in it it's whatsoever. Let very, me make very that faithful clear. to the source material. This film, <laughs> absolutely. I heard, I heard that it was, mm. and somehow it just didn't translate into film. That was one of the one, well, one yeah. of the comments I kept hearing over and over again. From it's fans. because almost literally word to word, and also fr- like framing of a panel in the comic in the graphic novel yeah. to the movie just a lot translated of the across. Is very much from yeah. the panels of the books. Yeah, I was reading that like when they were storyboarding the the movie, they were pretty much just taking panels out of the book because they wanted to keep it, I guess, as as close to yeah, the source yeah. material as they could. But you hear the complaints from from popular films based on popular books that they had to change certain elements mm. and it didn't go. Well, they this did one, change some stuff. This one was largely faithful mm. fr- from what I've heard and it didn't More work. More so than a lot of other films, yeah. It didn't work as a film. Well, and they, they, it's kind of an interesting case study on that note because I, it is saying... You know, everyone's like, oh, when they adapted Harry Potter, they took out the blah, 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 blah. And you're like, well, no, you need to cut stuff because it's a different medium. Things don't work. This film's saying, what if it did all work? And I'll tell you what, it doesn't all work. Mm, no, <laughs> but it, it is interesting to see what it is actually like trying to take one piece of media and just fully just flipping it into another one without making many changes. As a case study, okay, I will, I will you know, see that, is, that it has value as a case study. But as a standalone film... It was weird. It is a weird one. I didn't have any history with the the graphic novel at all, and I saw this movie for the first time for this review. I remember when it came out, the only thing I remember hearing about it is uh, the blue penises. (laughs) That's the only thing I remember hearing about. Ah, I see Alex's early review got out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, people made a big deal out of it there's a lot and, of yeah <laughs> and of all the things that they had to say about it that's the only one that has stuck in my memory okay 
Do you have any um, like your little budgety stuff, anything like that? Or oh, we're oh, oh, just little budgety stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, all that thing that you <laughs> do yeah, before you I hit the button. You know, yeah. you know how you you know how you do something on the show, Andy. Yeah, do you, you have know, that thing that you, you do? have for the last couple of months? At, yeah, yeah, yeah. At my insistence, me being Seb, I insisted yeah. that we all have a little something <laughs> we add to the banter before we move into the trivia. That's the one. Yeah. But do you have yeah, that? that that little whatever thing yeah, that is you that do? Prepped? Do you have yeah, that prepped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe I've done my work this week. That's good. What what is Alex meant to do? Oh, Alex takes cast members and tells you where they're from. I can do that really quickly. Patrick Wilson Wilson is the Ocean Master from Aquaman. Oh. Well, he has not had a good run, has he? <laughs> I like well, uh, his. I like his role in this film. I'll fill his spot because I, I do want to mention that this movie is responsible for Jackie O'Haley getting the part of Freddy Krueger in that Nightmare on Elm Street oh. remake that should not exist. So yeah. fuck this movie. Yeah. Fuck it. We're not going to blame the people that made the other movie. We'll blame no, this no, one. No. They, they all have their part to blame. Yep. But this was the start. He's an unusual looking actor. Yeah. He's good in he's good in um, Shutter Island when he's locked in a cell and you can barely see him. But I only recognized a few people from this. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, mm. Like, what's her name? Miss Jupiter, or the younger um, Miss Jupiter, went on to be um, uh, Bobby Axelrod's wife in Billions. Yep. Um, That's the only place I recognize her from. Patrick Wilson's from is it The Conjuring or the... Um, yeah. The what's Conjuring, the, yeah. is the Conjuring? What's the other? What's the other stupid series about ghosts? Uh, um, Insidious. Maybe yeah, but he's the oh, Conjuring. Oh, right. He's one of the. I um, only remember. Oh him no, from he's, he's in like Annabelle because they're connected to. Um, yes, the Conjuring. He's yeah, he's okay. one of the main um, the investigators of the yeah, the, the, yeah. the oh, main right. family that's based around. Them. I've not seen them once again. Trash, I assume, yeah. but yeah, he's from them. Yeah, the guy playing Ozymandias. I don't recall ever seeing him in anything before. Yep. Um... Uh, Budget Nigel Crane from um <laughs> yeah yeah right right yeah, right he's really yeah. close to um oh I've forgotten David Hyde Pierce David Hyde Pierce I think yep. he's in um that Downton Abbey show I've never oh, watched okay. it but no, I, no, I, I think I've heard his name mentioned about yeah. it yeah yeah but there are a lot of people in this film yeah and there's another midget it's almost like a trilogy of midgets what's the other one that we watched I don't know what are we watching next week does it have a midget as if I know <laughs> <laughs> I should look that up now rather than on the spot please I know he was the bad elf from Jingle All the Way I know that much he was yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> alright um, sorry Andrew that stuff that you so, prepped did you yeah. <laughs> look a little bit of a teaser for the verdict I didn't get it I all my everything I had to say about this film was I don't get what's going on so I was surprised to see how popular this film is. It is, yeah. I was like, when I was looking it up to like find some trivia, I had a look at like some of the reviews just on IMDb, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they're overwhelmingly positive. And, and it's a mix. I mean, there are a lot of ones as well, mm. but there are a whole heap of tens. People love it. So, sorry, seven- do you want to know what's next? <laughs> what is next? Okay, so technically it's meant to be The Last Airbender and okay. then f- four Scream films in a row. Right. I'm suggesting we push The Last Airbender back to after the Scream films just so we can do two, like, all the Scream films mm-hmm. straight off within, like, a month block rather than splitting it over two months. You want to do each Scream film they're individually? Already, they're, Are you prepared to make that sacrifice? They're already, no, they're already listed individually and in a row. It's just if we do The Last Airbender first, it'll take be my three recording. sessions for us to do them all. Take my recording for Scream and then just... Play it at random intervals in all the other three. 
I think you're going to like it'll, them. And it'll be fine. I genuinely think you're going to like them. And I, I think remember, you're going to look back on this and think, what a silly boy I was. I remember seeing the first one. I think I've seen the second one. Second one's fine. But the other ones, I do not remember at all. In fact, I remember the scary movie parodies of them yeah. much better than... Three is the weakest from memory. I haven't watched them all recently, but I remember one... One's fine. Yeah. It was, you know, it's good. It's, it is what it is. Two was okay, comparatively. Four was fine as well. But three my, just sticks in my brain as there were some weird choices, but I can't remember what they were. <laughs> well, we'll confirm that. But Watchmen, surprisingly popular. 7.6 on IMDb. Um, critical score of 64% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And audience score of 71. So at least they're kind of in line with each other. Yep. Cool. So, good stuff. And actually, all of them are in line with each other. All around, you know... Two thirds, three quarters, you know, somewhere, somewhere between there, as far as um, quality or enjoyability is concerned. Did it make bank? No. I, yeah, I was gonna say I can't really imagine, but it's not a- once you factor in marketing. Okay, how'd it go? So Especially going to- at the time that it came out too, because it was kind of before the big comic book boom, I think, or, or right at the very beginning, and it's definitely more of like a a niche property. Than like what you had at the same time, which was like oh, Batman yeah, I had, and Iron Man and that sort of yep, thing. I had no idea what it was based on mm. when there was, you know, Doctor Manhattan. He looked kind of cool, but I did not recognize him from anything. Yeah. Not even in the periphery have I heard, or at the time had I heard anything about Watchmen. It's one of those comic books where, or graphic novels. Don't bite my head off. <laughs> it's um, it's one of those books where, like, I think you need to be into comics to really know about it. It's right. not it's not like you know a Batman or something where like everyone knows who Batman is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very, yeah, niche. I think. Although, did we coincidentally do this? Was this one written by Alan Moore as well? He wrote the book, yeah. So the Killing Joke we spoke about last okay. week, mm. same author. Yeah. Okay. So he just get, when you look where the Killing Joke came yeah. out and what it did in that time frame. Once again, it's very off kilter from everything else that was happening. So I think just as a as an author, this is the kind of guy that likes to come in and be like, yeah, but what can we do different? Mm. And that's fine as long as it's all explained. I got the feeling from the film that there was some uh, base level of knowledge about the Watchmen series that you and, and each of the characters that you had to know to be caught up when this film started. Because I came into it completely blind. I was watching it w- with my wife and she's usually the you know much better at picking up on subtleties and things and she didn't have any clue what was going on either. Yeah. And I, think and they I, and I kept on asking her, am I blacking out and missing you know a chunk of the film every two minutes? Because it seems like there should be something that explained why this is happening mm-hmm. and and i and i i i missed it i don't understand what's happening but it's it's just not in there they tried to tell way too much of the backstory in that opening credits sequence right. which as which great happen. as it is it's really cool i love it but and then it's you get far the, too rushed yeah I, I, we're getting ahead which of ourselves because it's a yeah. whole bob Dylan song. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> um, i'm happy to actually i would love to if you ask me what you didn't understand because i I don't feel like it's that complex, but well, it may have just been the way it was told. Mm. Let's go into it in bad. Oh, We've got it. a lot of other stuff to get through. Oh, we're moving the trivia. trivia? Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. So based, tried and tested method of shoulder therapy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's been peer reviewed and it definitely works. So budget for Watchmen of 130 million. 2008, 
like, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of middle of the road yep. for, a, for a film with this much visual effects mm. going on. Um, worldwide gross, 185. So once you factor in marketing, probably lost the studio a bit of money. It probably, I would assume anyway, it probably, because I don't recognise this as a bust. As in like, I'm assuming maybe on DVD and everything, it kind of broke even or got close. Because I don't, I, you know, you, you know, like your famous, you know, movie failures. I, it yeah. doesn't hit my lists normally. No, it's weird. It, it kind of, again, not to give away movie babies. I, I remember we did Dark City months and months ago. Mm-hmm. And I surprisingly liked it, even though it was kind of weird. There was something I liked about it. This one was weird in that same way. Um, and it had a niche audience for it, but it just didn't just didn't do for the for the mass audience what it what it needed to. It wasn't popular. In in the same way that Dark City wasn't popular either. And let's look about this direct the guy that Zack Snyder. Yeah. We love him, we hate him, we mostly hate him because of yeah. the things he's done to us lately. But um <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, the remake there. Well-loved right. horror movie. I've yeah. I can't comment on it myself because as if I would watch a horror movie. Um, three hundred. Scared it cut you. I don't like being scared. Um, but yeah, three hundred massively successful. I like that. Yeah, I like three hundred. And it's once again three hundred is ninety nine percent visuals, one percent story. It had a style. Yes, and that was the big draw. And this also has a style, a bit mm. different. But Zack Snyder's films to me all. I mean, not not Dawn of the Dead. That I've seen tra- uh, bits of that, not entirely. That film looks weirdly more realistic than everything else he's done. Everything, it's right. got this weird polish on it. Mm. Doesn't it? It always reminds me of like late PS2 era video game cutscenes. <laughs> everything just looks so unnaturally clean okay. in yeah. points. And that was one of my criticisms when it came to Man of Steel for like the big fight scenes where it just looked like two CGI blocks ramming into each other. <laughs> Whereas Iron Man, the suit is is fully CGI, but like maybe it's easier to do metal, I guess, probably, but it just looks like there's a real suit on screen. Whereas yeah. with Zack Snyder stuff, it never does. And it's the same issue with like Batman v Superman. It all looked really yeah. dodgy. I don't know. He's got this weird thing that he seems to love using, but for me, it never looks good. Well, speaking of Zack Snyder and using things or people, mm. Uh, Gerard good. Butler, who was Leonidas in uh, 300, and good film and good role, w- well played. He promised him a role in Watchmen, and all the roles were cast without Sorry, Gerard. Gerard Butler. <laughs> and he instead um, cast him in Tales of the Black Freighter, so, which came out the year after. We spoke about this briefly. I messaged you asking, hey, which version of this film are you <laughs> right, watching? Right. Because there's the theatrical cut. The one cut. with all the blue penises. That's yes. the <laughs> there's a the theatrical cut, which okay. just for time ended up being the same one I ended up watching. Right. I've seen the other ones too, but that's the one that's on in Australia on Stan at the Stan, moment. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's the director's cut which is a little bit longer, I think either just at or around the four-hour mark. God. And I believe it's about 3.30. Oh, maybe that one. Yeah. So I watched the one on Stan, which I think is just the theatrical, cu- theatrical yeah, yeah. cut, but when I looked it up, trying to figure out how much time I had to watch it before I had to right. be here, yeah. <laughs> Google told me it was three and a half hours, and the version I watched was only about two and three quarters. Oh, I there think. you go. But then there's another one. So... The what was it? The Tales of the Dawn Treader or whatever it is. Uh, Tales of Dark the Black Freighter. Dark Freighter. Thank you. Or Black Freighter. Yeah. Black Freighter. So that's a pirate story. Okay. Now, in the comic, in the in the graphic novel of Watchmen, every now and then you're taken from their story into this other story of this pirate ship, and it's in it within the narrative. It's actually a comic book within the narrative. 
And it tells a story that leads on like a parallel story to what's actually happening in the Watchmen story itself. Mm-hmm. There is a cut of this film, which at certain points you leave this film and you're in a voice no. acted graphic novel oh, version, God. which Gerard Butler is the lead in. Oh, jeez. And it adds a bit of time. I actually own this as well. Um, <laughs> I, I, That's I, the last thing you want to be doing to yeah. this film. <laughs> so I have three things from this movie. I own this movie on, on disc as well. I own this movie's graphic novel version being read out Look with voice you, acting. Good little consumer. And <laughs> that that freaking pirate story as well, because right. it got its own separate DVD release. Right. And it's interesting. Um, it doesn't actually work as well in the movie because the things that it builds up to doesn't happen in the film. Yeah. Okay. But it does happen in the comic. Okay. And you're welcome for it not happening in the movie. Well, thank you, Seb. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, delightful. Have you read about the squid yet? No. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> what squid? Let's just we'll jump ahead because it doesn't hap- it? it's trivia because it didn't happen in the actual what film. squid? So, what's Aussie Man? There's so much in this film that I just didn't understand. Like, literally, I kept on turning to my wife every five minutes and just going, what the fuck is going on? I don't get it. So Did I miss something? Ozymandias' plan. At the very yeah. end. Yep. Um, we, again, doesn't The whole point of the movie doesn't become obvious until the last 20 minutes. Up until then, we'll, it's we'll, just, it's we'll get just there exposition. The we'll get there in the review. The difference is, in this movie, he frames Dr. Manhattan for you know attacking six cities, yeah? Mm-hmm. Unifies the planet against a common threat. That's his plan. Yes. In the graphic novel, he creates a giant squid monster and attacks the cities with it, making everyone on Earth think that they have been attacked from effectively aliens okay. and unifying the planet against this extraterrestrial threat. So he doesn't frame Dr. Manhattan for it. He makes he makes an off-world threat that somehow that's against. even worse. Yeah, like I said, there was a good choice with what they did in this film comparatively, but it could have been a squid monster. <laughs> and the squid monster. Where they went with the film version is definitely better. Yep, <laughs> it does work in the graphic novel, and like I said, it, it works partly in parcel with the um the whole pirate story. Okay, but yeah, it didn't work too well when you remove the squid. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. All of a sudden, there's nothing left to pirate. Yeah. No, no kraken to overcome. Well, the monster is actually from the comic, the comic yeah. as well. That's where that's where the like it, it comes mean, from. Is it just is it just me or is there? a really whacked imbalance of, of power. Like Dr. Manhattan can manipulate time and space. He's a god. Yeah. And everybody else can do like a kick. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the point. Yeah, he's, literally, he's the only character with any type of power. So who are the other guys? Okay, so in the comics. Why are they wearing masks? And why are some of them not wearing masks? I mean, Miss, Miss Jupiter is talking to, uh, what's his name? Um, Ocean Master. Uh, uh, Night owl, Night owl, talking to him and going, "Wow, it must be nice to you know have a secret identity and just be able to come to this lair. What wrap a bandana around your eyes? What, <laughs> what's stopping you?" So, in the comics, criminals were doing a lot of robberies and all that stuff that criminals do. Mm-hmm. And the point was made: if they're if they're wearing masks to hide their identity, why don't we do the same and take them down? Okay, so they're all vigilantes. Correct. That's why and the that, comedian is a douche. Yes, so okay. that was the Minutemen started, which is right. in the Bob Dylan intro bit. Right. So that was the Minutemen. Then, beside all that, the Dr. Manhattan incident happened. Okay. And the Minutemen progressed into the Watchmen, and, but then an actual superhero with powers 
came to be. So they were in a world without Why did without he team up with them? Why he did had he, the ability to. Why did he need the Minutemen? He didn't. He's Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Why is he teaming up with America for that? Why is he part of, you know, the American, you know, experiment to, oh, let's, let's see what you can do. He can, he can shoot off to Mars whenever he likes yeah. and create some sort of well, glass clockwork we'll, we'll thing that has no point but flies around Mars. We'll definitely get into it, but the whole story what is here. What the him. hell is the point of any of that? Again, I'm sure... The, the graphic novel? No, it's in the movie. The whole point is he's losing his humanity gradually. So he starts off a big blue human and ends up this sort of alienated creature by the end of it all. Like, that that's in the movie. So he started off with them because he was as close to being whatever his bloody name, Howard, that's for the sake not, of it. That's not the journey that the movie but takes We're on trivia on. at the moment, so <laughs> trivia me. Indeed. Uh, the 1983 song, uh, 99 Luftballoons. Uh, I was surprised to learn this because I'd heard the song. God. Forever. Great track. One of those songs that you know. Um, it originated from a Rolling Stone concert in West Berlin where Nina's guitarist saw a bunch of balloons floating and wondered, yeah, would a, a flock of red, red balloons crossing the Berlin Wall, some, w- was, was that something that, that could ever trigger a war? Something that innocent, could it ever trigger a war? And they came up with a song. Hmm. It's kind of nice. Are you trying to, to know where it came from? Are you trying to avoid trivia on this movie by giving us trivia on history? Is that what this is? No. No, this is trivia on uh, 1980s act. Care to, <laughs> <laughs> care to guess what the movie was shipped to theatres uh, titled? Uh, is it like No Hero, Old Heroes, something like that? Old Heroes Never Die. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Why, do they, why, why do studios do that? I don't know. Because certain properties... Okay, let's say you're Star I mean, Wars. Y- you're you don't guy, want that intercepted. You're a guy who owns... A cinema, a movie theater, right? You have ordered, you know, a bunch of a bunch of films. There's a release date. You know they're going to. You know you have to play them at that date, right? And the studios are still shipping. You know, oh yeah, you were going to get the Watchmen, but you got All Heroes Never Die. I don't think I it's hope that works out for you. It's for interceptions, I believe. Anyway, right? It's for thieves. It's not for the. But s- even then, the studio. If the, the thieves are capable of. Stealing them and selling them, presumably, they're also capable of watching them, right? So if you intercepted something, wouldn't you just, you've already got it, you know, you're not going to read the title and go, oh, I'm not after that. You, you just take okay, it anyway. Fair, if I'm stealing a film reel, yeah, what am I going to do with it when I get it home anyway? Yeah. I've just got a you know film projector sitting in the back yeah. of my house. I don't know about you. <laughs> just a bunch of those old style ones. But yeah. But, but you don't read the title and go, oh, that's that's not what I'm after. If I've broken into event cinemas, let's be honest, <laughs> I'm stealing everything. And I'm surely, not just stopping at one reel. <laughs> and surely if you were in the movie pirate business, you would know that this is a trick that they play. Yeah. Yes. But so the, if but the you were is, stealing if films. every movie is sent under a different name, well, then you're just going to have to buy a you're bigger van to hold them to all. Steal them all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, mean, I get when Star Wars comes out, for example, like I that's don't get people it. are ravenous, you know. Like I get why films are produced under a different title because then at least you know, um, pe- people see the the cast list or something for a for a movie studio, and it, you know the names can be hidden there, and, and the project that they're working on can be hidden. So that at least keeps the media away. But once it's filmed, once it's packaged, everybody's expecting it. You know that. You know, you, you're you're a movie theater manager. You know, you're expecting delivery of this film for for whatever thing. I think they do a lot of like password protection these days because a lot of obviously digital things come through now rather than actual film reel. But even so, if it's password protected or on a time lock or something, then what's the point of 
shipping it under a different title. It's, no, that's the Watchmen thing and it'll unlock at a certain time. Yeah. Then there you go. I don't get it. I don't get why they do Honestly, this. it's probably, an. I mean, without doing any research, and this is a blind <laughs> assumption, it's probably an old practice from, you know, yes, 50-odd years ago where it was a relevant thing to do. Yes, and it makes for a nice bit of trivia, but it just seems yeah. so pointless. Yeah. I'm very no, antiquated. I like it. <laughs> I was doing up a... I do think it's fun, like, finding out what the titles were that they yeah. gave to movies, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's fun for the trivia, but other than that, sometimes they are very clever, and other times they're just you've just chosen words, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> like either way, it's a X-Q-Y. fun journey. Why? Yeah, yep. there you go. Uh, so, who will watch The Watchmen? Um, was originally written by Roman poet Juvenal mm. um, about guarding a woman from committing immoral acts with guards who could themselves be corrupted by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Latin. The phrase is quis custodiet ipsos custodes. Just Sorry. rolls off the tongue. Doesn't yeah, it? absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, great little novel concept. Who, who polices the police? Yeah, you know, that's it's a yeah, yeah. fun little absolutely. question. Absolutely. No man is above suspicion, <laughs> except All for me. <laughs> beyond reproach. Thank you. Uh, because of the alternate timeline in this one, where Vietnam. Uh, Was a great success. (laughs) Becomes the 51st state. Uh, All the American flags have 51 stars. Good. In the film. So am I to believe that America has 50 states currently? Because I'm I'm not up to date with Correct. America. Correct. Ooh, basic math. some good use of logic, Seb, hey? <laughs> well, I thought Hawaii was the 51st. That's why I was confused. No. Hawaii is the 49th. What's the 50th? Alaska? Alaska. Okay. Yeah, in, look at this boy. In 1959. I read a book. Yeah. <laughs> I read the title of a book. <laughs> All right. Is there any more fun trivia notes then, guys? The only one I had was that... Um, like Alan Moore has never watched the movie. He's pissed. He's so angry. He should be. Dumb. It's shit. No, no, no. no. <laughs> He's pissed because he didn't want his work to be adapted for a, a new medium. Yeah. No new. And another rightly medium. So. He said the same thing about um, what was that other one of his um book that he wrote? Was it V for Vendetta? Yeah, that's oh, it. That's his book as well. I think. Oh, okay. maybe. I don't know. He's done quite a lot. Him and there's another author very similar to Alan Moore, and they've both done. Quite a lot. I'll look them up. Um, do, 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 Lost Girls, Watchmen. Oh, God. Could you stop writing things, sir? He's <laughs> written so many things. Shall we, in the meantime, move to... So he did Swamp Thing. He rewrote... Babies. I can't... Yeah, the 1988 V for Vendetta. And yeah, he's basically said he's never watched that either. Yeah. And he just... He won't... Because he doesn't want anything that he writes to be adapted. Yeah, yeah it's fine. He's just like, he I sold, wrote it as a book. Sold all the properties, yeah. but yeah. doesn't want them to be adapted. Give me my money, but don't do it. <laughs> he's a fun man to look at, though, because he actually just looks like a wizard. He really right. Like, he's got the great, big, bushy, white beard, <laughs> and he's just that little bit bothersome all the time. <laughs> like, he's, he's he's an old wizard. It's great. All right. Um... Were we in trivia already? We were. We Good. Were. I can go to babies now, right? Please. Because that, that could have just been intro bants for all I know. It's been half an hour. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Bit of a tough one. Yes. I went Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. Interesting. And, oh no, Seb, you've forgotten the other one. That was the hard one. Come back to me. Oh, no. I don't write these down. I put them into the safe place in my brain. Right. But unfortunately, you know, Seb. I went with uh, Sin City Mm. for the... I know it didn't have kind of the the exact visual feel, but it it felt like Sin City 
um, as I was watching it. It was kind of dark and weird, and mm. I didn't quite a little bit film noir to an extent. Yeah, and even and even all the time jumps, like they all looked kind of similar. I'm sure that was just a style decision, but it confused the hell out of me when it mm. was happening. Uh, so Sin City mixed with the Avengers. Um, because That's exactly what I had. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How about that? Because unlike unlike DC, where the superheroes really do have magic powers, the Avengers, some of them are just I'm super clever, or I'm really good with a bow and arrow, yep. or I'm an owl man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just some weird quirk, and that somehow you know. Okay, so you've got a falcon suit and you can fly around. Good. We'll call you the Falcon, and there you go. There's a, there's yep. another hero down. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I forgot my other one. I'm really annoyed right now because <laughs> Sky Captain was like my oh, that's a good choice, yeah, Sev. I, I kind of get that for the but for the visual feel yeah. of it. Yeah, crap. Come back to me. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll come back to me. I'll just <laughs> yell it randomly during the actual review. That's really frustrating. All right, um, it's Back to the Future. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Are we good? Um, take I'm satisfied. It's, it's yeah. a parallel timeline. I'll take yeah. it. Forrest um, Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Go, good. All right. Um, tweets. Yeah. Tweets. And today, I'm going to read it to you. Is it got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Now, I just want to say, prefacing my tweet, I don't know the Watchmen mm. universe. As I was watching it, it seemed like there were a lot of people on screen who hadn't been introduced and they were new faces. I didn't know their role in anything and they were there for a very short time. Like the midget guy coming after Rorschach in the prison, right? Yep. He's in it. Big only figure. Is that right? No. What's his name? Only for that scene. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's split up, but it's only for that moment. He's not referenced anywhere else. There were just a lot of people on, on, on the screen that I didn't understand why, why they were there. Mm. So with this film, Zack Snyder paid all the debts to people he'd promised a role in a movie, apart from Gerard Butler. <laughs> Hashtag flood the stage. <laughs> I, oh, okay, yep, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not going to argue with you. It's fine. Um, I mean, again, is, that, is, is it just me? I don't know anything about the Watchmen universe. Are there a, is it really involved? It, honestly, so much of it is in this film. It's just a case of Alan Moore wrote a lived-in universe and said, no, I mean, like, you don't need to know Big Figure, the midget guy. You don't no, need to course. know. Yep. You know, just run into these people. Yeah, yeah He's in a prison. We've already said that he put away, like, 50 of the people here. Here's one of the guys he put away. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's beginning to end what you need to know. And then you get the idea. He's probably, probably kind of like a mob boss because he's got the two big goons with him and stuff. Like, yeah, I get that. It's just they shorthand a lot of stuff because it's like, no, it's... We're not giving you the origin story, which actually they've they've now done. Um, they do went back into like a before Watchmen series, yeah. yeah. And but that was I mean, when I say they've done that, I mean like within the last five six years they've done that. Like it's very recent. But it was just the whole idea of no, there's some stuff you just you can just kind of go with because it's very tropey in that way. No, I get you that, know? and I and I appreciate that of just being immersed in. Okay, yeah, you can. You don't need to be told explicitly how everybody knows each other. You can pick that up in context a lot of the time. Mm. It just seemed like there were a lot of those scenes. Yes. You know, and where, uh, where, where there's somebody new, there's some connection, they're in the film for five minutes, and that's it. In a, in, in a story, in a novel, you can get away with that because not everybody has to be in the narrative all the way through. Films work a little bit differently. And if you're introducing something, there has to be a payoff, otherwise it 
feels like it's in there for no reason. I don't know. Yeah. He kills well, that, that guy was, very funnily. Yeah, that was my tweet. It was just blue dongs and a lack of exposition. Hashtag read the book. <laughs> <laughs> lack of exposition. <laughs> the film is 90% exposition. Yeah, I think that's the wrong word. Yeah. I was looking for no explanation of exactly yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Um, five more years of Nixon, please. <laughs> five more terms. Yeah. Let the good times roll. Um, I did make a Back to the Future joke before, but there is like the, the very end scene, like when the guy's like, "Yeah, Ronald Reagan's apparently running for president." He's like, "Yeah, don't give me that bullshit. I want, I want real stories." <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we'll move into the back. He would have already have been the governor of California at that point. What like year? he was a movie star in the fifties, but he was governor in the seventies. What, what decade did um, Vietnam War, the Vietnamese War, happen? It, Vietnam War started in 63 and ended 78. And Mash was Reagan, the Korean War, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. But so that was premiered 77. Yep. Okay. As a sort of commentary on the Vietnam War. And it went longer than the war itself. Yes. That's probably a good part of history that the <laughs> TV show goes longer depends. than the conflict. I mean, there was an escalation to the Vietnam War. Okay. Like it, it started, it started 68, sorry. All right. Bad or good first, guys? I've I've got just bad things to say, and it's mostly what's going on. Who is who is this guy? Where did he come from? So that I may well, just that. interlace that as you're as you're talking about it, good and bad. Well, we'll go bad then. That way, if you have any questions, I can raise them anyway. Sure, I'd love to be able to help and just set the story straight. You know, Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I'm fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. I'm sorry, Rorschach. What was that? <laughs> no, I, just one more time. I didn't. I didn't get that. <laughs> I just, Did I do it right? This was 2008. Had Batman Begins. Um, Batman Begins. Chris, Christian Bale's Batman already yeah. come out. Yep. Batman Begins and Iron Man same year. It was so hard to understand him sometimes, at least initially, because then you kind of get used to the voice. And yeah. When he takes off the mask and he's in prison, he still speaks exactly the same way. Mm. And I thought it was the mask sort of, you know, the mask is moving around to cover his face, obviously, so nobody can pick it up even in shadow. So obviously it's manipulating his voice as well, but that's not the case. No, he's just, just a psychopath. A, just a weird decision yeah. to make, a weird uh, uh, portrayal decision. Yeah, it's because Rorschach's crazy. He is crazy. No, no, I mean, I don't get why... Zack Snyder passed that as, yeah. yes, I want that as the voice of Rorschach. I don't get that. Uh, it, it seemed out of place to me. It's funny because in this, there is sort of a Batman character and it's yeah. Night Owl. Yeah. But Rorschach is kind of also the Batman character, right? <laughs> it's just like, we'll, we'll get Batman and we'll split him into two. You're the same <laughs> tech half yeah. and you're the grizzled vengeance half, right? Because yeah. effectively that's what they've done. And I guess, yeah, they just went with the full... I mean, obviously yeah. there's no sound in a graphic novel. So anything anything you do has to be has to be, you know, made up. You know, you're not going off any you, maybe there was a you know, a hint that oh his voice is gravelly or something very early on when the character's first introduced. But other than that, you don't really get any clue. You're totally making it up. And it, it just seemed like it was mimicking, copying. Um, Christian Bale's Batman. But if it came out at the same yeah. time, then it is what it is. But Maybe. I don't know. He's a crazy boy. He does crazy <laughs> boy things. And who, I mean, sometimes these things are filmed way out of order too. This one could genuinely have been filmed first. So 
you know, Rorschach's voice was that voice before Christian Bale's uh, Batman. But the special effects added to it, I'd probably say it probably was filmed well in advance if it came yeah. out the same year, just because Batman Begins Maybe. had a bit, but it wasn't as... It just, I just didn't get it. It didn't seem to fit the character. Yeah. I don't know. It stuck out. Any narrative issues that I can address? Yeah. Mm. What what was it about? Was about <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So, <laughs> starting from the top... <laughs> Um, we get the Minutemen, they, they you know, low-level street vigilantes, blah, 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 blah. They've been replaced with the Watchmen. Um, the world is, you know, going to shit. It's a bad time in American history, particularly with the Vietnam War. Okay. Um, and Ozymandias or Vite, whatever you want to call him, is he's legitimately pegged in the in the books as the smartest man in the world. They do, they, someone mentions sure. that in passing, but he's very smart and he's realized, all right, this is just going to keep happening. People are shit. It is what it is. And he goes off and develops or tries to work out a plan for how to end conflict okay. permanently, or at least, you know, as, for as long as possible. So that's when he goes off. Um, the comedian is effectively working for the government, picking up intel to make sure that, okay, so superheroes were outlawed um, after the Watchmen came into effect. Mm-hmm. So um, the comedian was put by Nixon, effectively, to keep tabs on the rest of the masks just to make sure that they weren't, you know, still you know working after the ban went through sure and he came across um Aussie's plan mm-hmm. Aussie then kills him opening scene in the film so that mm-hmm. starts with the murder okay so that's all exposition what is the film about yep so Rorschach finds the comedian dead and then goes in his little hunt to work out he, he jumps the gun. Guys. He absolutely jumps the gun because like yeah. one murder, it's a conspiracy They're for all of us. Yeah, which Ozzy has the great thing. I know he's just covering himself, but he's like one murder is not even not even close to being a pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Rorschach is the he's paranoid, so he's gone off and he's trying to touch base with all of his friends to see a you you know be on the lookout just in case there is something happening sure. against us and doing that and through his investigations and getting all the rest of the team back involved, kind of in the whole mask thing, they end up partially uncovering what Ozzy's plan was. So they all got back together. This was a reunion. Kind of. Not an official I get, like I didn't pick up on that. But not like an official like we're getting the band back together <laughs> thing. Um in parts because Rorschach is a, a you know solitary character. I didn't um, get the feeling at all that they had, you know, hung up their suits for any amount of time. It just seemed like they were just carrying on. There's, There's like the one line where it's mentioned I whatever her name is. I can't remember her character name now, but she's like, oh, like I haven't gone by that name for like five years. Yeah. Like when Rorschach first visits Dr. Manhattan. Mm. I mean, like when uh, Night Owl, I forget the actual okay. character's name, when he's visiting the old, the original Night Owl and they're, they're literally talking about both of their glory days when they both used to be this, you know, Night Owl 1, Night Owl 2, like being <laughs> yeah. heroes. Like they, they're actually having a conversation of, hey, remember when we weren't retired? <laughs> so like it's, it's in the movie. It's okay. definitely there. The implication so, is there. Yeah. So what happens in the film? Is that Ozymandias has this plan, yes, right, to establish world peace by blowing up six American cities, and six world cities. Okay, one American city. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Or New York, LA, and Tokyo, somewhere, Tokyo, somewhere in or Moscow, or something. Like he, he effectively six of the biggest the, cities, but he tried to hit a bunch of different countries because make it a world threat, not a yeah, fine. Yeah. and and blame it all on Doctor Manhattan. Yes. Somebody that they could never possibly win against or have a chance to fight against, but could unite to try and fight against. Right. Yeah. But part of his plan isn't to convince Dr. Manhattan that he should piss off because he has at that point. He's gone to Mars and that's yep. it. He has no plan of coming back. It's 
him tapping into the future stream or whatever and Miss Jupiter, um, what? you know, that's how he, he, he teleports her to Mars yeah. because he saw that they were going to have a conversation and she was going to try and convince him that he should come back to Earth and fix all this. Right? Yes, but I don't get, what was your point there? Yeah, Sorry. Again, I'm, I'm completely lost. I'm just following what, what happens in the movie. So Ozymandias' plan is to frame Dr. Manhattan, but a part of that plan is not to oust Dr. Manhattan off the Earth. No, he was trying right? to get rid of him. He, well, it seemed... Okay. Ozzy gave everyone cancer. So that was his plan. Yeah, so Ozzy did that. They even show him and doing that. And that is supposed yeah. to distance Dr. Manhattan from, from the Earth. Okay. Because if fine. He, he he says you know they've been friends for years, he has that whole little speech fine. about like okay. people that don't know him think he's okay. just a big blue guy, but you can see that he's a you know, thinking, feeling creature. That's totally fine. So he manipulates his friend to leaving. So why do we spend so much time seeing Night Owl and Miss Jupiter hook up several times? Why is that part of the story? Just showing what their lives. relevance does that have to anything at all? It's just. Showing their lives. Like, what do you want? Like, characters doing character things. We don't see every moment of everybody's life in a film. It's a film. Yeah. You're, you're telling a narrative. So what part does that have to play in the narrative? Well, it shows her firstly straying from Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. And instead of her straying and hooking up with some random character, we're using a character that's well-established yeah. in the narrative. So Finding that's just, comfort in a yeah. familiar character, I guess. Okay, sure. So what does the comedian have to do with any of this? Well, the comedian's... He's the one that started the whole thing. He got murdered, which started Rorschach on the thing. Which started, if, if the comedian didn't get murdered and Rorschach didn't find out, there'd be no movie until the world blows up. Okay. So uh, Ozymandias doesn't need any of the other Watchmen. Why doesn't he just kill them all? Because he doesn't want to... He does, it's weird. I know he's killing a lot of people with his plan. He doesn't want to kill people. For his his motivation is to save humanity. Yes. He doesn't care about individuals. Yeah. He's prepared to kill anybody he needs... To have this plan go through. Yeah, but his friends never actually stopped him. He has the whole thing of like, I wouldn't be telling you my plan if I didn't already do it. Not a so I don't need to kill you guys because I've already done it. Does that make sense? Like they're not, they, they, no one ever gets close to actually stopping him. So why does he kill the comedian? Because the comedian could have outed him, which could have gotten it stopped earlier. Right. Yeah. But so everyone how, else spends how the entire would, movie trying to work out what it's doing. How, would he, already knows. how would he have outed him? Because he's so clever, he invents tachyons and spread them throughout the timeline so that Dr. Manhattan is confused about seeing into the future or the past or whatever. So the comedian would obviously go to Dr. Manhattan or the group and say, this is what's going on. Mm. And then they would go to Dr. Manhattan and say, can you tap into the future psychic thing and see what's going on? And he would say, oh no, I don't see any of that. So the comedian must just be drunk or something because he's a rapey douche anyway. He is a rapey douche. Sorry, I, I fixed that on the wrong point there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I just don't get why any of this is happening. Okay, so I mean, it feels really basic to me. He finds out no, the no. plan, so he takes care of him. Like, what do you, more do you want? Like, you're going to... I don't understand what the question is. I must be missing, misunderstanding you here. No, I'm, I'm misunderstanding what's going on. This, is, this film is about Ozymandias' plan. Yep. And it doesn't really get explained... We don't really join that part of the story until the last half hour. Yep. Everything else is just a lot of exposition and seemingly for no reason. Okay. I, I didn't see it that way. Because it, it doesn't really yeah. feel like it's a part of that story. It feels like it's separate from... Yeah. I mean... Almost like chapters of a book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
it's it kind of, it's one of those narrative things. Like you never introduce a villain into the story, so the villain's always going to be one of the pre-existing characters. Yeah. Okay. Like if it was revealed that the person killing off the yeah. superheroes or attempting to was just some random guy at the end. That's not satisfying. No, I get either. that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a twist to find out that he's behind it all. Okay. Maybe just from a meta sense, it enough. had yeah. to be. It had to be a character we knew. Otherwise, you're just introducing a new character in the last 30 yeah. minutes, which is also that's not satisfying. No one wants that. So, just from like a narrative perspective, I can see why, why, what was going on there. Of course, it was one of the existing characters. It was just okay, yeah. and I think it was kind of signposted in one of the flashbacks where um, old mate, comedian lights the map on fire. Do you remember that specific? I mean, there's a lot of flashbacks. This film is fifty percent <laughs> flashbacks. Um, and yeah, it was kind of in there. Like he talks about you know trying to treat everything rather than just try and do these little bit by bit patch up jobs with their little vigilante thing. Okay. So it's, it's set up in the early, some of the earlier scenes that he has bigger plans. He just hasn't got them yet. Like he wants to do a lot more than what they're trying to achieve. So I, I feel like it's, it's just, all it's, there. It's just little bits. Yeah. Right. It's, it's very vague as well. Like you need to kind of pick up on like mm. context clues to kind of get that because otherwise it is very jarring. It's just yeah. right at the very end of the movie. Like, oh, yep, he was the bad guy. This was his plan. Yeah. He's done it. Congratulations. <laughs> the most confusing thing for me is just his weird cat creature that he owns. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that was mine. I'm like, I know that's from the comics too. But I'm like, well, is, I mean, well, why is that here now? It's just a tiger with the pharaoh's, you know, yeah. hat is yep. going on but there. He yeah. made that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. I, it's in the comics. That's more of a point about him doing all that. But in the movie, it's just like, you could have skipped that so easily. It's just there. Yeah. yeah. Fan service. Okay. Yeah. People wanted, Someone would have got mad if it was there. just the cat monster. Okay. But yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> And Dr. Else? Manhattan, he's very naked in a lot of the film. That's yeah. I don't care about that. Okay, okay that he has godlike powers. And godlike Duke. <laughs> and I mean, already complete imbalance of power because he's just so insanely powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it and is. His one vulnerability is tachyons that. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Ozymandias discovered thwarts his psychic ability. Just his own person. So he can't see all the future, he can just see his own future. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, it's good to limit a god like that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He can turn himself into, you know, a five-story monster. My problem is he can change so many things. Why is he being blue? <laughs> that's my question. <laughs> but that's not... That's not why, wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you take a more, you know, reasonable... Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why, why yeah. that? The fact that that scene where he lowers his hue so he's yeah. coming on TV. <laughs> I'm like, if you can do that... Is this better? Why not just do that? Yeah. Just yeah, but then again, I mean, the one thing I do buy about his character is he's a freaking god. So why would he care what anybody thinks? Well, that's it's just, again, yeah. it's a decision for the movie for the for the pictures well, I mean, we're, we're seeing. He's very naked for a lot of it. He did start off human, so like he still has those emotions, I guess. So he would care what people think. And but and we don't sort of see his transition. It's yeah. all it's all in exposition, which is a boring way to tell a story, and you're completely unconnected. Uh, disconnected yeah. from from the character, like I, I didn't understand that he was losing his humanity, and that's why he left. It just seemed like all of a sudden he stopped caring, and that's it. He's he's out of here. He's not interested in fixing anything else. Perfectly capable of of fixing all this stuff and uncovering everything. And nah, I just don't wanna. Bye. Yeah. I'm a, I'm off to Mars to make a glass clockwork thing. Well, once again, I mean, glass clockwork thing aside, that that's. That's a crazy thing. Um, I feel like his motivations are really clearly done. 
No. He, the setup when he's dating the girl that he was originally dating as a human to them breaking off to him getting with um, Silk her Spectre. Her daughter? No, not her daughter. Isn't that her daughter? No, different people. Oh. So he was dating, the, as a scientist, he was dating that girl. That's right. She was wheeled in as one of the cancers. Yes. Yeah. Him getting that, you know, <laughs> a bit disillusioned with that relationship, leaving or cheating on her or whatever, going with the other one, then having more problems. I think it's the, the kind of pain, that whole thing of like, he's not aging, he's not progressing physically. People around him are just deteriorating part and parcel. It's just his thing of, you know, it's like the immortal's dilemma. Everyone I know is dying. But he is immortal. Why would he be interested in dating anybody? Like mm. that's companionship. He's still he's still a human. I know he's no, getting he's, less he's and less. He's not a human. Well, he may be fifty feet tall and blue and <laughs> translucent, but he's still human. <laughs> no, no, I mean he can he can manipulate time and space. He can move to any point of space or time that he desires. Yeah. Why is he still carrying on a traditional relationship? Like, why hasn't he just gone? I'm out of here. That's some of his morals. Like, like that's that's the interesting part of his character that he still has these. What brief morals? Ties. I mean, he feels betrayed, doesn't he? He feels b- because he's locked into the locked into the experiment, and everybody just kind of says, mm, yeah, "Well, they, t- they, they literally, literally can't, can't get him out, can't do anything, can't get you out, and can't push emergency stop on the. It's all the way over there. It's so far away. <laughs> there was no emergency stop buttons in the forties or fifties, whatever it was. Um, it was a health and safety nightmare. Do you guys want to move on to the good? We're, 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 we're running a little <laughs> bit long here, guys. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! It's good stuff. I don't know. It looks good. I think it was actually shot really nicely. It, yeah, it is a very like visually striking movie. Yeah. It's quite nice in that regard. It, it kind of looked the same. Like I couldn't tell the difference between the different... Uh, time jumps where it you know, jumps back mm. 20 years or 40 years. Yeah, I couldn't tell the could difference. It could have been like a bit more of a creative choice there to like sort of shoot or frame it differently. That would have been cool. I, he's a scumbag. I enjoyed the comedian. Like his performance. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, great. The, yeah. Great. Fun performance. Doesn't I mean like, yeah. no, I enjoyed watching yeah. him because he yeah. was just doing yeah. crazy things. Actually had like a lot of complexity to who he was. Like mm. he was just an interesting character to watch. Absolute cunt. But fun to watch. Um, like it's, shoot. it's the only engaging performance in the movie, really. Yeah. Like everyone else yeah. is just kind of there saying their lines. Yeah. Like I like Night Owl, the character. I was like, that's a person I'd be a friend with. But Why? the comedian was the one to watch. Can you tell me anything about Night Owl? He's just a nice guy trying to, just nice trying to do his part, you know? <laughs> what, is, what does he do? Uh, tech stuff. I don't know. Seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> he just seemed friendly, you know? <laughs> he just seemed like, hey, I, I I'm would smile house. at him in the street. Yeah, or like, I'm moving yeah. the house, can you help me out? It's like, yeah, I'll grab my giant owl, you the know? comedian, <laughs> the guy he's been working with for the past however however long, you know, since yeah. since the, the Minutemen of, of the 40s, he's going around, you know, gunning down Hippies citizens stuff, at yeah. random, and Night Owls, as a superhero, part of this vigilante gang, his big idea is just to, hey, comedian, maybe don't do that. Are you, are you sure you want to be killing all these people? Comedians? That's his. Yeah. That's his big plan to to stop him. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Oh, well, he wasn't trying to stop him. Yeah. Why not? Isn't he supposed to be a good guy? At this point in time, they weren't doing anything illegal. It's really weird. In the <laughs> na- no, I know because they make in that same scene gunning com- down random comedian makes the point that Congress is pushing through a bill to outlaw what they're doing, which means yes, in this reality, crime is legal. 
Kind of. I know. <laughs> I, I watched this with my wife and I was uh, like, is he saying that currently being a vigilante is legal? Because then they, they need a different word for it because it's not being a vigilante. But yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I didn't get it. I didn't didn't connect with anybody. It's, it is more in the comics, but like the police are actually on board with the, okay. with the masks doing what they're doing. And I think some of the early masks were police doing it to combat like going against mobs so their families will be protected. Okay, sure. So it, it, in, ingrained in the society, for some reason, this is okay. It, it's more so in the actual okay. thing, but it's it's the Incredibles. Superheroes are legal until they're not. <laughs> None of that was explained. At no, least, I agree. At least not in a way that, that made sense. I agree. Then you get shorthand cop things of it with like during the... Bob Dylan segment where there's this cops congratulating the heroes for some people. So yeah. like they, they are showing you they are accepted. At yeah. first I thought that the film was saying that the Minutemen were successful um, at, at uh, doing crime. And then eventually they become so successful. They, they're still around, but now they've got nothing to do. So the comedian gets disgruntled and just starts wreaking a lot of havoc. Mm. But now you're telling me, no, what he was doing was perfectly fine and in line with, you know, the logic um, of, of the world, which... The comedian assassinated Kennedy on order. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what he was doing was fine, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently. Okay, yeah. It's, I Again, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. I, I, I didn't make sense why that was all okay and why he was yeah. still a good guy and why good guys would be associating with him as if he was still a good guy. None of that made any sense. A common thing in these in, in comic books at the moment is they always talk, uh, they do, there's a big speech in one of the Avengers films. They talk about it in like the Dark Knight series as well about escalation. Like the heroes start wearing masks, doing this, the villains have to then up their game to counter them and it's just, you know, building on each other. And that feels like the kind of place the story could have gone. But I liked that the story actually was like, no, this is not about the criminals escalating themselves. This is about unchecked power escalating on its own, which is how we get to Aussie doing what he's doing. Yeah. And it, it ties in the whole thing, like who, you know, who watches the Watchmen and all yeah. that shit. But effectively, it's like we don't have a story where, yeah, the comedian was so terrible and crazy, but look what horrors he spawned through people having to counteract him. No, 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 no. This is just about these people doing what they can and nobody's stopping them to the point that Ozzy has the idea, what if I did just destroy six cities and cause this whole thing because of un just unchecked power? I enjoyed that because it's weirdly for such an old story compared to what we're doing, what we're seeing more in modern films, yeah. a nice fresh take on that. Because it's showing, yeah, what happens, so? if, what happens if Tony Stark didn't ever get reined in? What if there weren't Avengers to stop him? This, that. What if he could just had carte blanche, he could do whatever the fuck he wanted? Well, have you watched um, The Boys from Amazon Prime? Not yet. Because the comedian to me just seems like a real predecessor to Homelander, who's a character on that show. <laughs> okay. And like, that's basically the story that they try to tell with the comedian, but told well on, okay. a, on a television series. So yeah, I highly recommend it. That probably would have been one of the things that I think would work for movie babies were it a TV, a movie sh and not a TV show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like pretty much very similar to this in a way that it's like, if I was doing a baby for that show, it would be like Watchmen and Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, like, cool. But yeah, he's, he seems like that kind of, of a character. Like if you don't like the way the comedian's portrayed in this movie, watch The Boys and watch Homelander. Okay. <laughs> I do mean I need I need to get to that show. So Dude, it's time. so so good. I've heard, but it also sounds depressing. But oh, a little, but in, in a good way. All right, we're running over a bit, guys. Are we have to go to verdicts. Sure, sure thing. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the 
Man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! Didn't get it. Not interested. Nothing redeeming. Won't ever come back to this one. There's a TV series coming out following up on this movie by the looks of it. Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> Because that's obviously by the end of this movie. I am fine. If it's being made for somebody who is interested in it, oh, that's by all means, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Obviously, the movie ends with Rorschach's journal being released, and it's going to be like, here's how this whole thing's a bullshit story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious if that's the way that the series is going. Because it does look, I mean, I don't know any confirmation on this, but just from the trailers, it looks like it's more of a sequel than a prequel. Yeah. Right. So I'm interested. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to watch that show because I think that's a really interesting place they can go with it. But um, the movie itself, eh, yeah. like I, I don't like I hadn't watched it in a few years before today. Don't think I'd be rushing back to watch it again. <laughs> I'd probably sooner pick up the book and have a leisurely flick mm. through. It is a hard movie to watch. I, I fully recognize that. And hey, my written review, I'll probably watch this again. Like I can't really recommend anyone else does <laughs> because it is punishing in a way. And it's not punishing like okay. I love Zodiac, but that's a long movie. It's like very Zodiac slow, too, yeah. but Great a good movie. film. Yeah. But when I had to review it with um, was it Alex and Zane? I think. Yeah. They were on the side of it's just long and boring. Oh, they're, and so they're, they're wrong. wrong. I agree. Wrong. I was like, no, it's. Tense. I said the exact same thing sitting at home listening to that episode. <laughs> I'm just like wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> but yeah, this film, much like that, in a sense, like I can see, like it's it's a big ask. If this movie was two hours long, or you know, an hour fifty, hour forty. And it was the same kind of film. I reckon it obviously a much more palatable thing than what it is now. But, think, but you'd probably pace. have a lot, even less idea what's going on if they were cutting it shorter yeah. too. But it needed to be tighter. Yeah. Like make it about one thing. So if, if it's going to be about Ozymandias and Dr. Manhattan, just make it about that. And everybody else can just be there in the periphery, but don't go into their stories. You know, just show how they're involved in, in the thing. Or if you don't want Dr. Manhattan in it and he's just going to be you know, the scapegoat for, for it all and he buggers off to Mars anyway, then make it about, you know, the, the group falling apart. Make it about one thing, not about everybody's story being told simultaneously because that is just confusing. Yeah. yeah. Fair. So I'm going to give it a mild, uh, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> like I said, I enjoy I enjoy it, but I, I'm very aware of how it sits with other people and this I is, don't disagree with that. This is a mug of milk with a quarter spoon of Milo. Ooh. <laughs> really weak, really disappointing. Yeah. Socials? Uh, yes, we have those. <laughs> Instagram at Second Take Podcast or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. If you live in the last week, you can check us out on Facebook uh, just to search for Second Take Podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, website, secondtakepodcast.com. Three years of junk. You'll mm. love it. Um, send us an email, secondtakepodcast.gmail.com. Or if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash secondtake. And big news, big news asterisk, um, we'll be presenting a live show at Brisbane Supernova on November 9th. Oh my God. The time is... Uh, roughly 4.30 on the Saturday, but that might change. We're still getting f firm <laughs> confirmation on the time, but we definitely booked it on the Saturday for a live show. Is TNT booked? TNT will actually be there. AWF oh, get him on the panel. AWF will be there on the same day. Um, do we have a movie locked in for what we'll be We doing? do. So... Um, uh, yes, is it being kept a secret? No, I'm just going to no. announce it right now. Excellent. Um, I've got to confirm if we've been given an hour or, or what, because we're booked in to do a live episode 
and our podcast Q&A. The Q&A may make its way onto this channel or not. Still working that part out, but the actual episode definitely will, where we will be reviewing, and I'm so excited to say this, Street Fighter. The Van Damme one? Yeah. Awesome. I'm very excited. Awesome. <laughs> if it's anything like our Mortal Kombat 2 review, I'm <laughs> so bloody keen. Um, so yeah, that'll definitely be fun. Check our socials for more of an update on that one. Once we get a time confirmed, we'll be officially talking about it, but we definitely are confirmed for the show. Excellent. Um, thank you so much once again, Jordan, for joining us. No worries. My pleasure. And we'll be back on Wednesday for the Variety Hour. Woohoo. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus.